Yes, sir, it couldn't be better. The call ended. Stunned, Tom sat at his desk and gazed out the window. Stone Mountain never came into focus. Future potential always outshines faded glory. The following morning, Tom and Mark Nelson, another senior associate in the securities litigation group, were in a small conference room down the hall from Tom's office. Spread before them were documents delivered the previous evening from a regional stock brokerage firm that had been sued by a small group of disgruntled investors who lost several million dollars in a corporate bond fund. "'What are we missing?' the dark-haired Mark asked. Each of the plaintiffs signed comprehensive acknowledgement and disclosure documents. They knew the risks before they invested a dime. The two lawyers worked in silence for several minutes." Tom laid out a complete set of the disclosure forms so that the signature pages were side by side, then carefully inspected them. Take a look at this, Tom said to Mark. The handwriting for the signatures is similar, even though the names are different. He slid the documents across the table to Mark, who held them up in front of his face. Maybe. Particularly the M, P, T, and W, Tom continued. And one is from a man, the other a woman. So? Yet both are written in a feminine style. Mark leaned over for a closer look. The originating broker on both accounts is a woman, Misty Kaiser. If you're claiming she forged both signatures, it doesn't fit the gender and makes you a chauvinist. Unless Miss Kaiser is like the girl you dated last year who took you on a ten-mile hike and had to stop and wait for you to catch up every fifteen minutes. It was every thirty minutes, and I've got the right girl now. Mark replied, tossing a crumpled piece of paper at Tom's head. Mega may not be as flashy as Clarice, but she's not texting me in the middle of important meetings demanding that I pick up her dry cleaning and stop for Chinese takeout on the way home. What about the signatures? Tom persisted. Mark shrugged. I have to admit the handwriting is similar. Should we get an expert to take a look at them? Maybe, but first let's find out if Kaiser is still with the company. I don't want to bring up something this inflammatory based on a random suspicion. I'll call Sam Robinson, the human resources director, Mark said. He'll also know whether there are complaints on file from any of her other clients. Tom looked at his watch. Why don't we circle back this afternoon? I have a meeting with McGraw in a few minutes. Mark sat up straighter. Are you going to talk to him about a partnership? That's for him to bring up, not me, Tom answered evenly. You know, McGraw, his agenda will be my agenda. I scheduled this meeting to ask for time off so I can close down my father's practice in Bethel. Okay, but just to let you know, I'm putting my name in for a promotion, Mark said. I wouldn't expect anything else. I'm going to let them know I'm interested too. What are you going to say if they ask us to critique each other? With the conversation with Arthur Pelham in his pocket, Tom knew the time would soon be right to broach the partnership issue with McGraw. However, he didn't want to hurt Mark. Becoming a partner isn't about cutting you down, Tom replied. I'm going to make my case, not criticize you. Mark took a deep breath and sighed. They've been watching both of us for years. Nothing we say now is probably going to make much difference. But you can imagine how stressed out I am, I've been here almost eight years. If I don't make partner soon... Mark didn't finish the sentence. He didn't have to. 
Tom stood in front of the gold-framed mirror in the hallway on the 36th floor and straightened his tie. Six feet tall with broad shoulders, wavy brown hair, and dark brown eyes, he was wearing the blue suit he usually reserved for court appearances. Reed McGraw was an old-school lawyer who sneered at business casual attire. If Tom wanted to become a partner, he'd better start dressing like one. The trip to the 37th floor was a journey to another world, Tom's floor was a beehive of activity with lawyers and support staff crammed into every available inch of space. Phone conversations spilled out from scores of cubicles. Humming copy machines spit out reams of paper. People walked fast, talked fast, and worked frantically because every tenth of an hour was billable time. On the floor above them, the senior partners operated from spacious offices with individual secretaries. Millions of dollars were discussed as casually as thousands.